Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. Hello, everybody. We're Two Moms No Fluff. Alma Schneider is here with you, and I am Iris Meller. And we are very happy uh, that you're joining us today. This is an episode that we hope you'll share with others in your uh, life. And uh, hopefully it would help benefit your child to make them aware of this next topic. Alma, do you want to share the topic? Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is a topic that is very relevant throughout the year, and that is gift giving. What kinds of gifts should we be gifting to our loved ones who have a disability? So there are, this might not be something that you ever really thought about or thought that was important, but there are a lot of opportunities throughout the year to give gifts. There are the, the holidays in December, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or anything else. Um, and then there are birthdays, there are anniversaries, there are so many different uh, opportunities, graduations. So we wanna make sure that people are spending their money appropriately and efficiently and giving meaningful gifts that will not clutter up someone's house with no use and that others don't waste their money on us when we're not gonna be able to use the gifts. So this is all to educate. Yes, and uh, I think uh, the early years with Karen, when she was uh, you know, a young baby and a toddler and a young child, there was so much grief for me going through the toys aisle in Target and seeing all of those de- developmentally appropriate toys that she couldn't even manipulate, hold or touch. Even baby toys were beyond our reach because she couldn't like use her hands uh, mm-hmm. to, um, to enjoy them. So I know that even for the parents, like finding the things that actually work for a certain child with a certain disability can be a true challenge. So gift giving for people that are not uh, that strongly related to the child is many times a serious challenge. So Mm -hmm. today I want to kind of unveil a few layers of this and hopefully give people some ideas in ways that they can really participate and instead of maybe causing more frustration and sorrow to the family and the child to make the gift giving a little bit more seamless and enjoyable for everyone. Yes. Um, The first thing that comes to mind for me, I'm going to jump many years to the age of 13, um, where my son had a bar mitzvah. And although this was a little controversial with my friends in the disability community, um, I made a point uh, to actually, I think my son was 14 when he had his bar mitzvah. But we, uh, if for those of you who do not know a bar mitzvah for a Jewish family is to acknowledge that the boy is now a man and um it's you know no matter what at the age of 13 the boy is considered a man and bar mitzvahed but there's usually a party or some kind of a religious ceremony or both that uh, that acknowledges that milestone so anybody can participate in this disability or not and it can be you know crafted in different ways to make it to make it um meaningful for the family and the child but 
typically people give gifts of and typically it's money that people give and a lot of people you know put that money away and they use it for investments for the kid or college or all different sorts of things so with our child at the age of 14 we opened up a special needs trust that we will be talking about in a future episode but there are all sorts of conditions for the special needs trust that um the family cannot make a certain amount of money um to give to the child it's something that you're going to need to deal um with a lawyer for so i'm not going to get into all the intricacies of that but what i do want to tell you is that for an event, a graduation or a bar mitzvah, a bat mitzvah, any kind of a, of, a, of a holiday or celebration where a child is going to be probably receiving money from friends and family members, if you have a special needs trust set up, it's really important that that money be designated for the child. It, with uh, the stipulation that it's going into this trust because that money will not be taxed and it can be set aside for the future for that child. And that's what we did. So the, the controversial piece of this was that um, we sort of, we let people know ahead of time. It was a little presumptuous to say, you know, if you give a gift, but the truth of the matter is the reality is that people pretty much always give money as a gift for this. So we weren't saying give us money, but we were saying if you are choosing to give money as a gift, no no pressure, no responsibility, but if you are choosing to give Lincoln money as a gift, please make it out to his special needs trust because we knew that that money was going to go for him um, for his future. So one might feel a little uncomfortable doing that. I know other people did not want to do that and put that out there. One, about the disability, but two, about, um, you know, feeling like it was a, a weird, awkward ask. But we just owned it. And we knew that, you know, our friends would understand. They know he has a disability. So we did do that. So I'm going to start off with that as a gift hey. idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrific uh, starting point. And I think what you did um, uh, not mention that is extremely important is that many times uh, when you do have a large family or there is a chance of getting a large sum of money, that kids with disabilities might lose all of their benefits in the United States if a gift is beyond a certain sum. And please forgive me not remembering what the sum is, but uh, it's enough that uh, there is one, uh, you know, relative that decides to gift a, a large sum of money and your child is losing all their benefits because the money is at, on their name now. So yes. this is another thing that makes people uh, or it, it, it needs to be remembered by family members because even when it comes to writing wills, uh, if um, if people are thinking about a child with a disability, they always need to check with the parents because it might be instead of a gift, a curse because those benefits are extremely hard to, to get and uh, if they're uh, lost. It's a catastrophe beyond words. Yes. <laughs> so that's about uh, money giving. But in general, I think that, uh, yes, it's a, uh, I think it's always good to ask people what would help them or what would they want as a gift. It's not very popular to actually say what you need. But if you mm -hmm. are close to the family 
um, it's always a good idea to, to ask or to share with others what you do know about the child's needs and the family's needs. Uh, now, talking about, uh, um, I guess, the community, uh, we had an opportunity to live uh, in a, an Israeli community once in Northern California. And what was really nice about uh, that, uh, uh, it was that they would group up as a kind of a bunch of parents together to buy a gift, not just for a child with a disability, but for every child. So instead of cluttering the house with many little uh, toys that would be used for 20 minutes and forgotten, they would always kind of gather the money together and each family would give, I guess, I don't know. $20, I don't remember what, what it was about. And then, but if you can imagine, uh, 20 becoming 200, then you can buy a tricycle, you can buy a little uh, toy kitchen, etc. Mm -hmm. And those those gifts uh, were terrific because the families could ask uh, for a gift that was beyond their regular budget. And mm -hmm. as a group, we could make it happen for their kid. So yes. that's one idea. And if uh, you don't live in a kind of a, a small community, but you need uh, the community, you can always assign one of your friends or family members and express your child's wish and have them kind of uh, help gather up the resources instead of many small, maybe meaningless items to buy something that would be really needed and used. And in our situation, many times what the ask was is uh, another piece of durable medical equipment. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, again, it's it's what's important to the family. It shouldn't be what the gift giver wants to give. It's really if you're giving a gift to someone, you want to give them something that they want or need. That's, um, you know, we're talking about giving money and contributing money to gifts. Let's say your friends or family don't have any money to give as a gift. A wonderful gift that I have started giving um, my son's friends who have kids with disabilities. And this is this goes for any child. Again, it doesn't have to be a child with a disability. But we are, um, you know, at this stage of the game, so many of us have so much clutter. And we have all these things that we really don't need. And as you mentioned, there are sometimes are gifts that, you know, are good for, you know, a week or 20 minutes. And then, you know, which isn't so terrible. We can then pass those gifts on and, and donate them to, to organizations. However, one of the gifts that I started doing a number of years ago for his little group of friends um, is experiences, gifts of experiences. So we will we'll give a, a really um, a card and we'll give options to the child. And this is happening, you know, people are doing this with Lincoln as well uh, for a night out or a night in where they get to choose the dinner, the kind of food they want. So it could either be ordered in or it could be made by the parent. And so giving options. So giving the kid the option of uh, Chinese food, Indian food, or hamburgers. And the kid, get the recipient gets to check off which one they want. Then they have a list of games that they're going to play or activities. So it could be um, doing karaoke. It could be... Uh, arts and crafts, or it could be, you know, a baking session. And this is all stuff that really doesn't cost money. It's stuff that they would have been doing anyway, but it's a fun way to give the kid um, the option of what, you know, they want to do. And um, it doesn't have to cost any money. You know, you could make it cost money by ordering in and going out and going out to see a movie. It can, but it can also be cost-free by watching something at home and 
having the parent cook. And those create memories. And then you can take pictures of the kids and then send it to the child and even put it in like a little photo album, like their memories of this fun outing. So that's another that's another gift giving option. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And also, uh, this is a good opportunity to mention that uh, we live in a very materialistic society here in the United yes. States. Many other cultures, uh, birthdays don't even include gift giving. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are other opportunities in life that, uh, yes, gifts uh, do come in handy. And uh, what I want to say that experiences are a great way to, um, I guess, handle a situation where you don't particularly know the child and know the family because uh, this is an opportunity to give something that makes everybody else's life easier even if it's just uh, an entry ticket to the local pool it can be mm-hmm. great uh, yep. and uh, I think that in general in a an attempt to live a more minimalistic life it's always nicer to get an experience rather than another opportunity consumerism item that we might not necessarily want or need in the house um so one more thing about uh, gifts that don't include any kind of monetary value but have a great value for a family with a child with special needs and that is your time if mm-hmm. you have the ability to kind of on the child's birthday or any other day just come and spend some time with the child with a disability that is a gift beyond anything else because many times our kids are really deprived of on one on one attention from other adults that are not the parents yes. and the fact that someone else would come and pay attention to them doesn't uh, only make the child very happy and feel special but it also alleviates some of the I guess burden from the parents and the mom can let's say go to the kitchen and drink a cup of coffee for half an hour knowing that the child is having fun with someone else yes so, and I want to can I just piggyback yeah. on that yeah, yeah. That the the added benefit to an experience for that child is that the parents get to then we always coordinate it so that if we take advantage of the experience with the gift giver and On a night where we have to go out so uh-huh. or we want to go out so we'll say oh we have tickets to a Broadway show or a movie or we want to have dinner at a friend's house we coordinate the experience to be on that night so we're getting a night out they're doing the experience and they are supervising our, our child if that's necessary if they if they need that yes that's that's amazing. beautiful it's yes. a beautiful win-win yes yes And I think that um, uh, one of those situations uh, that um, you know you want to mention or celebrate uh, a child's birthday but uh, sometimes the disability is very complex and severe and the child really doesn't have uh, you know the way to acknowledge or uh, appreciate the gift giving in those situations if your uh, kind of uh, family um, or the person that you want to gift is in that way Rome I always recommend make a gift to the parents mm-hmm. uh, buy them a Starbucks card or uh, get them a, a an opportunity to like uh, get a massage or something of that sort because they the caregiving role is so so daunting and the fact that there is a a celebration I don't know how to say it if, if they don't have a party it's still like it's a, a mon- monumental moment when the child 
is now a year older. You want to somehow acknowledge that and do something to acknowledge the parents and their role in this child's life because sometimes even keeping our kids alive is a very, very difficult task and people tend to maybe ignore it. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know... Um, that there is any better way to like uh, deal with the day mm-hmm. you yeah. have you have to acknowledge the birthday and uh, ignoring it is is almost like a, you know worse than an insult i would say yeah yeah um you're also making me think about um you know some other non-monetary gifts where people don't have to you know pay anything making a big poster for a child about all the things you love about them and maybe putting pictures of them of you with the child or the child with other people um on this poster and they can put it on their wall and this can be something that they look at that they remember that they're important that they're special um and i wish to god that this would happen at schools instead of giving a crappy uh uh cupcake from a supermarket or even if it's homemade i don't want my kids eating extra you know especially my son who has a food disability to be you know exposed to 30 cupcakes a year for different kids birthdays having a poster with kids who are writing down um all the things they like about your child that's huge i mean that's much more meaningful that they can always hold on to and we've held on we've had a couple of those from different school years that have done that in the classes and we still have them and we still look at them and they're they're very 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 meaningful so i hope people will um that is a form of activism by the way because there are lots of kids who cannot eat all these cupcakes like there are ingredients in them that are um problematic for them so to we should be getting away from giving junk food to kids for their birthdays it sends i let kids do that at home um or have one party for the entire year to celebrate everyone's birthday but to give you know, that's I'm on my little soapbox now about the, um, uh, you know, I'm all about food being for love and to nurture, but I would I would like to be the one to choose what those food items are because we have we have issues at home having to do with the food. Yeah. That's my little. Yeah, I totally tried. hear you. It's just uh, the sugar uh, consumption is a total disaster in our society, like yeah. uh, it's sad. But um, I want to say something about uh, gift giving when you do go the kind of traditional route and you want to buy a toy or an actual mm-hmm. physical gift that you wrap and give to the child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to encourage people to think of the individual that you're going to uh, to gift and what are their strengths and weaknesses if a child cannot physically manipulate object, do not buy them an arts and crafts kit. Buy them something that work maybe on the senses, something that mm-hmm. they can enjoy with the abilities that they do have. Think about items that the, the child would naturally use anyway. For example, uh, again, I know that many kids cannot do this, but a lot of kids with disabilities not only enjoy being in the water, it's really beneficial to them. So if you know that the child has a, a you know, pool time in their therapy or they just enjoy going to the pool, even gifting them a very cool uh, 
pool towel would be or beach mm-hmm. towel would be a great gift. Someone yes. once gifted Karen like a pool bag with a bathing suit and sunglasses and a towel. And that was oh, like wow. terrific. And uh, yeah. I we we still uh, have the the bag even though she's no longer five. She's still using it. So uh, <laughs> it, it's just it, it's something that was uh, thoughtful. So think about the functions that are there anyway. Um, for example, in my family, we buy the clothes uh, clothes used. But on birthdays, uh, it's nice for my kids to get something brand new from a store. And uh, it's a clothing item that uh, they can can choose also. And that that's really nice. So uh, think about the things that work. Think about the, the strength of the child. And if they can use their hands, then you can use toys that they c- can manipulate. If they cannot use their hands, use uh, things that are more sensory. Think about their room, their environment, what you can buy that can contribute to that. And all of those things, as you think about it, you can also make them. You can make, as you said, the poster to hang in the room. Mm -hmm. You can make a piece of jewelry. And now I want to give kudos to your daughter that before she went to college, uh, she came to say goodbye to Karen and she brought a box of beads and sat with Karen. Karen was choosing the beads that she wanted. And Isla uh, and Becca, if you remember, helped her make a bracelet. And that was their friendship bracelet that uh, was left with Karen. And obviously it's something that she can enjoy because she can wear it. And she still keeps it uh, till today. And she, every time she wants to like talk about sister, i.e. I lie or daughter, she would uh, wear that bracelet and uh, on days that she really misses her. And uh, it's just something very thoughtful. There was time spent with the child. Yeah. Yeah. There was a gift that obviously could stay for many years and it had a special meaning. So I'm just That's throwing so it great. out there oh, for something so for nice. other people to think about. And thank That's you, Ayla, nice. again for being oh, such oh. a good friend to Karen. I'll tell her. Um, you're reminding me that um, something else that parents can do of the child is have a, a running Amazon list or a toy store that you like or a website that has um, this kind of toys that the the child might be able to use and be interested in you can have a running list and is that oh that's my phone i'm turning that off i'm sorry um i didn't realize my the ringer's off um having a running list of different items that people can you know there's no secret most of the time sometimes there's a hidden disability but there's no secret most of the time that Our children have disabilities, at least to our inner circle and to our family. So to say, you know, the birthday's coming up. If you want to give a gift, this is the Amazon list. This is the, this is the choice. You know, these are the items from this particular website that would, she would really like, he would really like. So make it as easy as possible for the other people. They're probably going to give a gift anyway. So let's just, you know put it all on the table like this is what they want you know this is like a wedding registry we do it for a freaking wedding registry why not for a kid's birthday party where it's even more important because the kid is really is going to want those gifts one other thing that this made me think of um is that a lot of kids disability or not are charitable and like donating to charities for a number of years i would um get kids if kids were into animals i would get them uh, I would uh, sponsor like a like a few goats in an in a community that they owned those goats, you know, quote unquote, and they were their their 
because heifer international i would get them they would own chickens they would own goats and th those animals would help the community that where they were sponsoring them and kids loved that we would put a picture of the goat on the card and say we donated this amount to so that you could have you know these are your goats now in wherever it was <laughs> and um my son for example is a for whatever well he he is very um interested in helping children with cancer so having people donate to saint jude's he loves saint jude's and having people make a donation and make a little card that you know i donated this amount of money to saint jude's in your name you know he's older now when he was little maybe he wouldn't want that he would want like a tangible gift but he's at an age where that's meaningful to him and he feels like he helped someone with cancer so that's another great way you're being charitable to to someone else you're fostering that in your child that you know this is important to give to others and it's a gift it's a gift yeah and uh, that reminds me something else you know that i'm usually in the spirit of minimalism and uh, i don't like clutter and collecting things but today and i'm, I'm the opposite to... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes this is why this podcast is interesting there's always two sides for each coin the alma side and the irish side and we kind of <laughs> we make it work <laughs> yes so i uh, i think that uh, collections are a very good way to kind of uh, encourage uh, gift giving to your child. So if your child has a special interest, whether it's like, uh, I don't know, owls or uh, toy cars, encourage them uh, with it and, uh, and then let people around them know about it because it's very easy for, I don't know, family members traveling abroad, if they see like a, a toy animal or a toy owl in a souvenir store and they know that your child collects owls they'll they'll buy something a souvenir and that the collection can grow and it's a simple way to also remind your child about the people in their lives that got them this owl or that owl yes. and where the owl came from etc etc i don't know why i chose an owl as a symbol but <laughs> you you get my idea it solves, yeah it's so <laughs> it's so easy to um to kind of uh, allow people to show that they care in that way if it's mm -hmm. easy and um, um, kind of intuitive for them what to get for your child so that's one thing and then another completely opposite uh, I guess example is that uh, I do want to encourage if you are a family member or a friend or to a child with a disability do a bit of research go on those durable durable medical equipment catalogs go on to special needs uh, children's sites and read the recommendations for toys and uh, i guess um, other equipment that might really benefit the child's life because sometimes uh, really going down the aisles of target or walmart would not suffice it's just the cases are a little bit more complicated than that and you need to do some homework and there are some even typical toys that were adapted with a little switch so even a child in our situation can play with them if they can kind of make move their elbow they can you know touch the switch and make them go or stop etc it's just a matter of doing that extra research and uh, you might learn something new about disability life in general not just about buying that specific gift um i think that that uh, knowledge is power regardless so just knowledge is power more research yes um and i think before we close out i feel like i do need to say that even with 
um, abundant research, we still might miss the mark. And I think I need to end this episode with the Lynn manuel Miranda poster story. Oh, my gosh. So, so I learned that Karen, Iris's daughter, has a massive crush on Lynn manuel Miranda. So I and she was using up her parents' ink from their printer, printing out colored pictures of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I've been through that with my daughters, printing out um, people from the internet and putting them on a wall and going through our printer. So I thought to myself, let me get her a poster of Lin-Manuel Miranda because she loves Lin-Manuel Miranda and she can put this, it's a real poster, she can put a wall. So I go online and apparently not that many people have massive crushes on Lin-Manuel Miranda. So there were only a couple of posters. So I got the one where um, I thought he looked very cute and he was biting his lip. Um, and I ordered the poster. I have it sent to her daughter. But she didn't like that he wasn't smiling in the picture. It was more of like a, a, a sexy picture where he's biting his lip and she didn't like that he wasn't smiling. So it was a fail. It was a, it was a poster fail, but I tried. I tried and maybe as she gets older, she'll appreciate the the uncharacteristic, um, you know, facial expression of Lin-Manuel Miranda. But um, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> she I, didn't I, like that he wasn't also, smiling. <laughs> it was really funny and it's so funny to me that you're mentioning it now on this podcast because this morning I was talking to my father on the phone from Israel uh -huh. and uh, I tried to explain to him why is it so challenging that our daughter is now almost 14 and she just like everything that comes from someone else and it's not her own idea or her own initiation is automatically like ruled out and wow. I gave him the example of the the poster story because it was like such a perfect gift really so age appropriate and perfect and someone that knew exactly what she wanted and yet she's like no I won't hang it in the room why because he's not smiling and I'm like, okay <laughs> so she's like keep it in my closet so she still likes it she wants him in that's her room, hilarious but rolled up <laughs> all right so in summary just do the best that you can it may not work a hundred percent but the family will know that you cared Yes, uh, Alma, thank you again for joining me today. And Thank uh, you for joining me. You're yes, the best. You're the best. You. No, no, you're the best. <laughs> and I think that uh, the, the topic of gifts uh, is something that we always learn something new from other people. So please do share your experiences, your favorite mm -hmm. gifts, toys, experiences, etc. So we can And the worst gifts that you've received. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> those are the best to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we can all benefit as a community so thank you again and see you next thank time. you see you next week bye bye for more information please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com thank you if you like this podcast please subscribe and give it a five star rating so more people can hear it thank you